This is the Engineering and Leadership Podcast with Pat Sweet, Episode 44. Welcome to the Engineering and Leadership Podcast, the show dedicated to helping engineering leaders thrive. Today, I speak with Duncan Oivar of the Business Savvy Academy about the importance of equipping engineers with business skills. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. I, of course, am Pat Sweet, and I'm thrilled to be back with you here again this week. I've got a a fascinating conversation coming up with uh, Duncan Oyevar, who is the founding partner of the Business Savvy Academy. We're going to be talking about teaching business skills to engineers and, and other frontline staff and how that can really transform an organization. But first, a couple of things I wanted to mention. One, I wanted to remind you of an event happening this week, Wednesday, January 26th. Uh, I'm putting on a webinar in partnership with the American Society for Engineering Management on uh, strategies for becoming an effective engineering manager. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I really like working with ASEM. They're a phenomenal organization, really doing good work in terms of promoting engineering management. Um, so if you're interested in that at all, I'll be putting a, uh, a link in the show notes. Again, January 26th, that's this week. Uh, if you happen to be listening to this as soon as I release it, it's just a couple days away. So do not delay. And the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, I've got kind of a, a quick little announcement and a favor I'd like to ask. I'm really, really close to wrapping up a, a brand new productivity course for engineering managers. And it's going to be coming out in a couple weeks, sometime in February. But before I release it, I've got a couple questions that I would love to ask you. And if you could help me out with that, that would be awesome. Very quick questions. It's a two-question survey. You can find a link to that survey in the show notes, engineeringandleadership.com slash episode 44. Uh, anything you can do to help me out with that would be very, very much appreciated. All right, let's move on to the main content for today. In today's interview, we'll hear about the incredible power of what some call business engineering. Most engineers spend their time deeply embedded in the world of developing products and delivering technical services and solutions. But what happens outside the walls of the engineering department is rarely exposed or explained. We're never really taught to understand the the financial statements or other really important markers of organizational health. My next guest believes that that's bad for business and is taking great strides to change that trend. Duncan Oyevar is an engineer, TEDx speaker, and the founding partner of the Business Savvy Academy, an organization dedicated to helping engineers and other frontline workers understand the business side of the organizations they work for, and then to use that knowledge to drive grassroots improvements to the organization. As you'll hear in the episode, these projects drive some incredible business outcomes. Here's my interview with Duncan. Mr. Duncan Oyevar, thank you very, very much for being here with me today on the Engineering and Leadership Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Pat. It's a pleasure also. Thank you. Today's topic is is a really interesting one. It's something that I, I feel personally very passionate about, and that is uh, the, the business education of technical folks. Um, 
But before I, I say anything about, you know, how I feel about it, I'd like to know more from your end. What What is a business savvy engineer? How, how do you define that in the first place? Uh, that's a good question. Um, but if, if I say to you, uh, Pat, you're savvy, what does it do with you? You know, it's, it's something that gives you a good feeling. It's, it's a good word. Uh, if I say, hey, Pat, you're lean, it's like, hmm, okay, you know. Um, so when we talk about business savvy, uh, it's something about the business. So you really know about the business. Um, it's about numbers, but it's also about how you can implement a strategy. Uh, it's about uh, the, the annual numbers of the organization. Um, and it makes you more, how do you, complete, so to say, as a person, how you can contribute to your work, but also in your private life. So what we say is as a business savvy engineer or a business savvy person, you also grow professionally, but also personally. Um, and I think that is really important because a lot of people, and, and it's not about only about engineers, but a lot of employees don't know what how they can contribute uh, in their daily work to the higher organizations level or the goals of the organizations. And, and that is such a pity. You know, I've, I've been working already for, uh, well, 25, 30 years uh, in, in the business and uh, a lot of management positions. And it always, fr- uh, to be honest, frustrated me, you know, that... Higher level said, okay, this is, a, this is the plan and this is the financials. And within 10 minutes, people were looking outside the window. Yeah, because, yeah, because they didn't know what, what, what was going on. And, and, and it's, it's such a pity. And uh, I implemented uh, Lean at, at power plants, that sort of things. And the people had the beautiful, the employees had the most beautiful ideas and that sort of thing. But it was not intrinsical motivation. You know, we came in, we, 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 we were the driver, so to say. Um, and then we left from that location, and then it went all went hell down, you know. And, and I went back and said, "What's happening?" Well, management, blah 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 blah, was not really, you know. It was like, okay, check the box, we did it. Well, let's go back to business. Hmm. Um, but it was also said, "Well, you were the driver," and I said, uh, "That is wrong because it should be their intrinsic motivation." But something was missing, and and it took me a couple of maybe years, or maybe I'm not that smart to come with come up with it, but. It's about how can you contribute? And it also has to do, well, if somebody says, well, we need a sustainable organization, uh, you need to make profit. Yeah, well, of course. In normal, business, in normal business, you know, I'm not talking about the the, the, the Amazon, so that's sort of thing in the, in the early days. Um, and and by, by educating your employees how they can contribute to those numbers and how they can do that in their daily work, uh, that gives so much pleasure. And you see how how uh, the employees, how they grow, you know, uh, and we'll come back to that later. But if you, if they start with our program and they talk about, for instance, something like uh, cash flow, you know, they present it to management team what they're going to do and they're like, I'm not really sure, but we're going to do something with cash flow, this and this. And after 100 days, they give the same presentation with the results. And then they say, well, this was the cash flow. This is what we did. And this is what we're going to do. And that will be the cash flow. Totally different employees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ownership, insight in, in in the financials, how it can contribute, how it improves the performance of the organization, and and uh, every time when we see that, it, it gives me goosebumps. You know that people how they have grown professionally and personally, and they can present and stand in front of an audience. They 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 talk about the business. You know you see them grow, and it's not only good for the employee; it's good for the organization, but also good for your clients, because now. 
you're talking as a business partner with your client. Your client will say, wow, these guys are good. You know, we can talk business with them. And we always have this first, that, and, and maybe it's also with engineers, and I'm an engineer myself, but that they are afraid to talk with their clients. And I go, oh, can I talk with them? And just go there, grab a cup of coffee with them, and just ask him, how's your business going? That's only the only thing you have to ask. And everybody's proud to talk about their business, how it's going. And how is, what, are, what are the challenges, what are the results, and where they want to go. And it gives a totally different, different discussion with your client. And your client will feel like, hey, I can trust this partner. I, I can discuss things with him. And from, from your side, as, as, a, as a supplier of, or, or a producer or whatever you are, you know, it's, this client will remember you and mm-hmm. will come earlier back to you. So that will reduce your cost of sales. It will reduce your risk. Uh, you have a much better understanding of their business. If there's an issue, it's not like okay, we send in the lawyer now. Let's grab a coffee <laughs> or let's grab a beer. You know, right. and and it makes our life so much easier. Your passion here about this is 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 crystal clear, um, and and it's clear that you see value. Uh, for this kind of thing, uh, like, like you said, not just for the engineer, but but for the the organization the engineer works for, and for the clients that the organization uh, g- completes work for. So so it's 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 a very fulsome kind of view of things. And you mentioned sure. in in a couple uh, instances how how you approach this. So, so you've got an organization uh, called the Business Savvy Academy that runs engineers through kind of a, a structured program. Could, could you tell us a little bit about how how you approach that and and one one thing you, you, I picked up on is is you mentioned the word sustainability a couple times and, and the importance of having things stick. I'd love to know more about how you deliver the training, but but actually have it stick once once you guys are kind of out the door. How, how does that all work? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what what we do is that um, well, for, for instance, we we uh, we start with organizations where management loves their people that they see. That's a major asset. Our people are a major asset. Um, I, sometimes I make a joke when we come to a company and where we have in front of the next or left or right of the entrance and there you have those plates, you know, with the uh, management or the CEO. Mm, I don't think that's going to work. That, mm. that probably won't be our clients. Right. You know? So that's a little bit of a joke I make about it. Um, but it, how the program works is, is that we first have a, a one-day leadership session with the management and we 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 had some discussion before that but then we have this leadership session and uh, it's really like okay why do you want to do this why do you want to make your business people savvy or your your employees savvy um because it's not something like uh because it must it must come really authentic intrinsic from from management also so like guys we really want to do this you know we did this we did that uh, it, it, we, we, we got some good results, but uh, it's not there where we want to be. So we want all you some entrepreneurship within the organization. Very important, also. Do you, do you ever see do you ever see management teams that don't get it? <laughs> that that yeah. kind of shrug their shoulders and think, ah, our engineers are yeah. just going to engineer whatever. Yeah. Why, why would we invest in yeah. that? Really? Yeah. Well, and and, and th- those are not our clients. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that the the, the workshop we do with our clients. Um, we do that for free, and I will tell you later why that why we do that. Mm, okay. So we run we run them through the program on a high level. So we go through the why. 
uh, we talk about the big number game, for instance. So, what is your uh, sales? Uh, what's your cash flow? Your EBIT, uh, profit, that sort of things. And there, we already notice sometimes that the management team also doesn't know the numbers exactly. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, how are you going to tell your employees? You know. Um, then we talk about the dream. Where do you want to be in 12, 24, 36 months? Are they aligned like that? You know. Um, uh, then we go to the SWOT. Very quick, you know, people do it a lot of times. We give a little, uh, change it a little bit. Then we go to the value stream uh, and then we come up with certain elements where they say, well, we can improve this and this and this. Okay, it's okay. If that's the case, how much do you think we can achieve within 12 months? Uh, and sometimes they, don't, they cannot realize it or visualize it. And then we just come up with the 1% rule. So, what, what if we improve by 1% the sales and the cash flow and the EBIT and that sort of thing? And then we, we, we write it down on the board and they're like, really? And we talk only about 1% for a whole year. And suddenly they start understanding how the, the mechanism of the numbers work. Hmm. And, and, and then they make a, a challenge for themselves. And that's a little bit, it's, it's a creativity. They make their own scoreboard. So they have to present it to the other management team members. And so there's a lot of fun with it. And then it's the question, okay, can you leave this on the table? Or can you just pass by and not do anything with it? And they say, no, no, no. Okay, and then, then we ask, who wants to start with this? And then the hands go up. And that's the good moment because there is the energy. So if, if you would be sitting on the table, I would say to you, hey, Pat, you have to start with this program. You will say, nah, I got other things to do, blah, 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 blah. Now they have seen what we can achieve in one year. They go like, oh, yeah, I want that. Right. You, you, you're yeah. opening eyes. You're, you're really you exposing. Open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, bef and before we have this uh, leadership day is also that we send them our business savvy culture scan. We made it together with the University of Amsterdam because we say on one side of the program, we have the numbers, operational numbers, financial numbers, blah, 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 whatever. But you cannot change, and there we come, on, on a durable, sustainable way, if you change also on how people behave. So we said, okay, we also have to look how people behave. Does that change? So we have a set of questions, a scan, 30 questions on six items, um, and we, we send it out before we have the leadership uh, day, and then we also present that. It's about transparency, cooperation, appreciation, adding value, uh, and, and a few other things. And there we present it anonymously in a graph. So, well, you're here, and this is on detail what we see. You know, you're, you're, one is says a zero, and the other says a 10 on the same question. So, what's the difference? What's the delta? How come the delta? You know, and we have this lively dialogue with each other. And then there's that understanding of, hmm, yeah, we could improve on certain areas. That's sort of thing. So that's a pretty lively day. Why do we do this at no cost and no obligation? Because we also want to know the management team. Because our experience is, if there's not the intrinsic motivation, like, oh, yeah, I want this, and we have to start pulling or selling, it won't going to work. Mm. Because I have this, I have this experience when we did lean with McKinsey and that sort of thing. You know, people are like nah, 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 right, right. It's 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 a big, you know, it's a, a temporary project that everyone just wants to put their exactly. head down, exactly. move through, and be done with. Exactly, and yeah. this is really something about uh, 
uh, a culture change into business savvy. And it's a mindset, but I'll come back to it later. So once we have, once we have this uh, one-day leadership, um, there will be a decision, okay, we start with a business unit or a certain group within the organization, and we then do the more or less the same exercise uh, with the group of management from this business unit. Uh, and then we start with a two-day MBA, how we call it. So that's a team of 15 to 20 employees uh, across section of the organization. So from sales to logistics or finance or but the whole value stream, <clears throat> 15 to 20 people, no management. Um, and then we have the two-day session. Uh, and we start also again there with the why. Management comes in, addresses the why, tells the why. And management leaves. And we say, okay, everything that happens here stays here in this room, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Then we go, we had done the why, then we explained a little bit about the program, and then we start, okay, what's the big numbers? Again, just what's the the, 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 the revenue of the organization? Well, all kinds of numbers come out. Does it make a profit? No, we make loss. Okay, how much? We know how much profit, and profit is sometimes higher than revenue, so to say. You know, like oh, I'm looking for this model also. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, in your experience, how accurate are people's uh, estimates when when you ask, when you ask the non-management team? Mm. Do 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 the staff generally are they close? Are they way off the mark, or or is it? Are you asking them questions that they even know how to answer? Exactly, it's 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 the whole fire, the whole the whole bandwidth, so yeah, to say. Sure, so sure, from sure. within 10 percent, uh, the people say question mark. I don't know. Um, yeah, they don't need, don't know the difference between revenue and profit or cash flow or what it means that sort of thing. But that's okay, you know, that's okay. And and here's also something that we break the ice between the people. Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, it's this and this. And we did it already. We talked about the financial guys. Okay, this is the revenue. This is the profit. This is the cash flow and that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> and then we go into uh, the purpose. And the purpose is actually what we, what I said before is about uh, the client you're working for, the employee, and your organization. So what makes them happy? And then... If they fill it in because it's it's we only ask questions, so we are in an appreciative appreciative inquiry. We do positive way of asking, hmm. and um, people fill it in, and then we have the discussion. Okay, what happens if you're not happy? What kind of effect does it have? You know, on the client, and on the organization. Okay, very good. You know, and and if you look at engineers and engineering service companies that uh, where where they do a project for a client. Um, the technical project manager, all the engineers are happy that oh, the client is so happy, good project, on time, blah, 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 this sort of things, uh, uh, on budget, what they think sometimes. And then they turn around to the organization. The organization says, nah, it wasn't such a good project because we made a lot of, we lost a lot of money on it. Right. And that's not nice, you know, because you're proud as an engineer. Why well, did a good job? Yeah, for the client, for the project, but for your own company, hmm. Not so good. So there we, we, we show them that if a client is not happy, you're not happy. The company is not happy. If the company is not happy, you're not happy. The client could be happy, but hmm. So we all, the, the, all the three of us more or less are in the, bo- in the, same, in the, in the same boat, mm-hmm. so to say. Mm-hmm. And then people say, well, yeah, true. And, and then there's also a lot of things common, you know, uh, between, the through, the, between the three. 
So th th that's the other exercise. And then we go to the dream. As I mentioned before, why do we want to be? And, and people want to be at the same place as, as, as the uh, organization or management want to be, you know, sustainable, durable, uh, because I have uh, uh, kids at, at home that go to school, university. I have a mortgage. I want to go on holiday, uh, yeah, you know, financial, financial safety and that sort of thing. And then we also ask, okay, um, how much money? Yeah, no, no, we're not asking, but we say, okay, we are sure that you know exactly how much cash you have on your bank account. And everybody said, yes, I know, I know, yeah. I know. So why don't you know it from the company? Would you like to know it from the company? And everybody said, yeah, I would like to know it. Yeah, yeah. And then we're okay, why? Well, safety, blah, 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 that sort of thing. So it's not more, it's not much different than from a company to your own bank account. You know, it's, it's the same way of thinking more or less. I, I, I've heard the advice you should, you should manage your project's budget the way you would your own personal budget. <laughs> and if you treat the company's money like your own, you'll probably make the right decisions. But if you don't understand the the vastly more complex world of of uh, uh, business finance, I, you you don't have a hope of making those same decisions. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So after that, we go into the SWOT. Um, you know, from from external factors, internal factors, uh, from weakness to strengths to opportunities. Uh, but and it, it, it's it's a. Well, very old exercise, but every time it shows its strengths. We did it also with management team, and then we show the paper from but what, what's that management team, you know, and the employees can compare it then and say, hey, they're looking at the same things like we are. Oh, that's interesting. Never expected that. Yeah, that kind of reaction we get. Um, and after that, uh, we go into the value stream. So for marketing and sales, uh, execution, delivery, whatever in your Whole program. Also, there a lot of people don't know how the value stream is through their organization because they're only looking at their own silos, you know, and they throw it over the fence to the other side, and then we go there. So we work in teams. We work in teams. We set up the value stream, and we ask them, okay, where do you see improvement? And they start, and it's every time in the small teams they work together and say, well, we can do this and this. So they got a lot of a list of ideas, and that's it. And then we ask them, okay, quantify them in money or uh, so many products or that sort of things. And then mostly they say, well, I, I don't have the Excel sheet with me. I have to look into the system. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. What does your gut feeling say? And always they're almost within a margin, 10 to 25%. Interesting. Because they know, you know, and, and, and that again shows that people on, on, on I hate to say it, on, on the lower levels on the workforce know exactly what's going on. But they never made it really tangible, so to say. You know, it's somewhere in the, the back of their head. They feel it. But now they can really say, wow, yeah. yeah well, well, well. So then we have a whole list of interesting ideas. And say, well, we, we cannot start with everything. So you have to make a decision. And there we have a special way of, of this, make a decision of uh, high impact, low effort. And then they come up with three or four or uh, things that say, okay, this is high impact, low effort for the start. <clears throat> And that's the end of the day. Everybody's tired. There's really a lot of new things uh, impressed. But it's not over yet because management comes in and the team has to, to tell what happened that day. So they go along the posters. We work with posters. They say, well, we, we started with the, um, uh, the big number game. 
well, we didn't know anything about the numbers. Um, this is the purpose, and we see blah, blah, blah. This is the SWOT, blah, blah, blah. This is the, the value stream. And sometimes management says, oh, finally, we have the whole value stream on, on the wall. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this, must be, this must be really eye-opening, both, both for, for individuals and for management teams, for them to answer the same questions and look at one another's work and and realize either man you you guys were listening to us that's amazing or exactly. or, or yeah. maybe on the opposite end it's we are both in totally different uh, mindsets like like that 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 would force some really interesting conversations either way exactly. e- e- exactly. either way yeah yeah and then we do that on a purpose that, that they show the yeah. whole thing and where they come up with and uh, then they show what they come up in, in the high impact low effort you know, and, and, and they explain it and said the management can ask questions. And uh, and at a certain moment, you know, it's, it's we're done. It's 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 over. Your energy is gone. Everybody's tired. Yeah. And um, but then the next day uh, we show up always early because there are people who are also early in the room looking at the boards, you know, like oh, yeah. and everybody's in the room. And then we ask them, OK, guys. Did you sleep well last night? Some people said, no, I was thinking about it all night. <laughs> okay, what happened? And here you see ownership coming up. Right. People who are already earlier in the room, ownership. Like, And, and then they start, we have the discussion or the dialogue again about this selection of, of ideas where to start with. You know, and then they walk to the to the SWAT side of this post and say, "Hey, this sticker should also be there because if we do this, we cover this, and we, we because during the first day we we always look back to the previous poster. It's okay. What kind of impact does it have on the numbers, on 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 the dream, on the things? So they see there's a sequence and there's a relation between everything. Uh, so on the second day we have the discussion again about those numbers or about the ideas they have. Uh, and at a certain moment, say, okay, guys, this is it. So they have about three, maximum four ideas. And then they have to work it out. And say, okay, where are we now? And, and again, they said, I don't know. You know. Okay, and that's no problem because how much do you want to improve? Well, improve. And they say, well, about 10%. Perfect. Because it doesn't matter if you start at 30 or 50 and you want to improve 10%, you want to improve 10%. Right. Yeah, but that, that's the mind. You know, because well, engineers want to be exactly and that sort of thing. <laughs> okay, I said, okay, so what do you want to improve? How much do you want to improve? And then make a challenge, and then they make a challenge out of it. So, okay, I said, uh, this is day two, tomorrow's day three, and you start. And it's not a simulation, it's really in the business. Mm. You know, let's keep it on cash flow. It's really looking at your cash flow. How can we improve this? They make a, a, a plan, you know, with milestones. Uh, and at the end, they say, okay, this is where we want to be after 100 days. Uh, and, and they also uh, determine how to celebrate it when they achieve that goal. Because it's, the team did it, not management, the team did it. So they should celebrate it. Management is sometimes afraid, okay, what are you going to ask? Uh, three weeks, uh, the Caribbean or something like that? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's about small things because they understand it's about small things. So we worked through that the whole day. They also have to make a uh, their own scoreboard. So there's a lot of creativity and fun. Uh, we, we sometimes see the most amazing things in 2D or 3D or whatever. It's it's unbelievable the creativity of the of the of the people. And then at the end of the day, management comes in again. But before 
they come in, we also talk with the team and say, okay, you're going to present this to the management team. But be sure that you ask the management team what you need from them to achieve your goal. Mm. And why is it so important? Because there's where we close the gap. Because it's not what happens a lot. Okay, they are doing it. No, we are doing it. So they present their their uh, um, their scoreboards, uh, where they want to do, uh, where they want to go, what they want to achieve, uh, how they want to celebrate it. There's a lot of fun with it. Uh, management asks questions. And that is the first 100 days. Every every week we have a call with the team or the team captains, depending on the size of the of the teams. Uh, we use our tool, uh, our platform, the Business Savvy Academy, to to stay uh, up to date with the progress. There's a lot of information. Um, they can always go there, reach out to us um, because it doesn't matter if they have a question, we answer it. You know, it's no problem with that. So. Every week we have a call update and we start to force them more or less to look forward. So what is your planning? How are you going to achieve it in a positive way? You know, so looking forward, because we look a lot backwards. Yeah, we did this, this, this. Now it, it won't change it anymore. Right. Learn from it. Look at the future. What can you achieve? Because that's just something you can change and, and, and have uh, effect on. Uh, day 50, 60, we come, uh, physically we come by, we, we, we visit, you know, it's like mother comes to your uh, room, see if it's clean and everything <laughs> works well. <laughs> and then at, at, and in the meantime, we also have uh, our bi-weekly update to management team. You know, we see this, we encourage them also to ask questions on a positive way. Um, and, and management says a lot, well, we see a change in them. And, so we're, and we ask them, why? why? Well, they come into my office and they talk about the business. They want to see more numbers. Hmm, hmm that's interesting. Day 100, we have the final presentation. Again, we help them with the presentation, but sometimes engineers come with 30 slides. We bring it back to three slides <laughs> and the rest is, uh, you know, <laughs> other work. And then they present. And management is sometimes sitting there like, WTF. Yeah, yeah happened here you know and it's it's amazing what they're and and after that it's a big party or whatever we have drinks and that's when we celebrate it and that's really cool what we as i mentioned at the beginning where we do the business civic culture scan with the management team we also do it with the team themselves for the two days hmm. they fill it in at the end of the 100 days we do the same exercise we will because we want to see how they grow in that business delta, sure. Sure. exactly but yeah. also for management you know, say, hey, where do we see the gap? And it's not, you want to see that it in, improves, but it's not really about the number itself. It's about the dialogue you have with each other. And that's so important. And uh, everybody say, okay, so, so uh, how did we improve on business savvy? Am I more business savvy? And that's the funny thing, because it answers the question, what's in it for me? Because a lot of employees come to work and say, there's a new program. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but what's in it for me? And here we answer the question, do you become business savvy? Hmm. So that's the first 100 days, and that's what we call start. And then we go to the next 200 days, we call it accelerate. So we go back to the what they delivered in the two days, in the, in the MBA, uh, two-day team MBA, where they came up with a lot of ideas. We go through that, okay, what's the next step? So we use that information from the start. 
The next 100 days is called what we call Accelerate with the same team. And there you see really an improvement of the results. Mm-hmm. Really are no, now they know how it functions, what they, what they can expect. Too. Again, at the end of the 200 days, Business Heavy Culture Scan, again, improvement. Oh, and, and let me tell you about that. That's really interesting. That's really what happens a lot is that at the beginning at day zero, um, there's about transparency. So on a scale from uh, zero to five, whatever, they say, well, we are transparent for, let me say, we're four. Sure. After 100 days, they fill in the same scan. And then transparency suddenly is down, drop to three or three point five. Oh, interesting. Why is that? Exactly. Well, people suddenly realize that the company is not that transparent or delivering the right information to uh, do their job. There were unknown unknowns that exactly. <laughs> they're now aware exist out there. So that's interesting. That's really interesting, yeah. and we see that a lot. You know, and afterwards it picks up again. Uh-huh. But you know, it's a, like. Oh, yeah, we need the right information. So so the second 100 days accelerate. Again, the presentation, fun, blah, 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 people grow, grow, grow more and more. And then at the last 100 days, so the third time of 100 days, uh, we call it sustain. So that's where we say, okay, here's something you should be able to keep this level and improve continuously and add value to your clients. So what we see is that people really start changing in behavior and when you start changing your behavior you start to do better and you keep this like hey we should do it again we should do it again and again and it's it's maybe not in a challenge but they know now what to look for and that they ask for for numbers you know how's the cash flow why does the ebit not so good why 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 did we do this or that they were not talking about cost savings or something like that no we're sort of okay how can we do more or better, or add more value, and that when you ask it that way, people will start under. They understand that say, okay, we shouldn't do this, or we shouldn't do that less because it does not add value to it. And that is much more in a positive way than saying, well, you're not allowed to do, or costs should be this, or cost. Of course, there are certain elements that you have to look at uh, at the beginning, but this is how we do it. And if you work with a larger company. Um, we have more teams. We have the platform where they can discuss it with each other. Uh, it stimulates. Um, sometimes management says, okay, we, we stop after a year and, and half a year later we're back because the employees ask for it. Interesting. I, I think it's this, this, whole, this whole program speaks to people's inherent desire to do good work. And I've heard this, I've heard this uh, said a hundred different ways, but when people get out of bed in the morning, they show up to the office you might feel as a manager like some people are out to get you and out to ruin things. And it's just not true. People it's want true. to do good work, but exactly. they need to be equipped. They need to be helped and 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 shown what good work looks like. And, and, and that's what, at its core, that's what this sounds like to me, is you're equipping people to do better work. The skills exactly. may, may have already been there. They just had no idea how, how to apply them or even that they needed to be applied. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's, it's just like home, you know, they, they know about, you know, you need some cash on, on your bank account because if the washing machine, this washing machine breaks down, you want to buy a new one because otherwise your partner starts to like, hey, you, think, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do it now yourself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and 
it, and, and that was really what frustrated, irritated me that we did not use on, in a good way, not abuse, but use uh, the knowledge, the, the experience of your employees. And, and that's, that is such a shame because how nice is it when your, your partner comes out like, wow, that was a great day. And tomorrow we're going to do this and we're going to do that, you know. Or you come home and you're like a couch potato. Yeah. You know, and, and it's such a difference. People come to to go to work with energy, for most of them. Yeah, let me put it that way. Yeah. And they should come home with energy. You know, and that was sometimes what we also see is that when we ask the team, like, okay, who 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 would you like to have within the the first session? You know, of the fifteen to twenty employees. And they said, yeah, yeah, this. And then you hear the discussion. Yeah, we should uh, also ask John. And somebody said, no, not John. He's so negative and blah, blah, blah. And then we say, well, put John in the team. Mm. Because John is already working there for 10 years. Had a lot of good ideas. Nobody listened to him. And John said, well, I do my job from nine to five. Perfect. That's good with me. And here John starts to flourish again. That must open eyes to think that, okay, if, how, if there are a bunch of Johns, in the organization, how many ideas, how much talent are they, are they sitting on because they've not had an outlet, they've exactly. not had that so, direction? Yeah. You're, you're, uh, as we said also, you're harvesting all the experience and knowledge of your employees. And, and how great is that? Because sometimes management has all this pressure, you know, because, oh, this and this. Well, share it also. Because it's also about being transparent. Like, hey, guys, we have an issue for the coming next three months because there's a lack, lack of work or whatever or you know, uh, materials are very expensive and that's what share it and, and let everybody think about it. One of the things that, that strikes me about the, the, the way you approach developing organizations like this is that this is not, you're not stopping at the one day kind of executive retreat or the two day MBA, that this is a long-term project and commitment. And um, we talked a little bit about sustainability up front. Uh, I can't help but but feel like this might be that there could be a messy middle in there, that it could be difficult at times to maintain people's time and attention over the long run. I, I, I get the sense that it's critical, right? You, you, there's no avoiding it. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about the, the website mentions fun an mm. awful lot in the program. And I'm, I couldn't help but think that y you've got to keep an element of fun in this program if you're going to hook people for the long run. How, how does that how does that play out? How, how do you keep this light, even though it's it's serious yeah, yeah, stuff no, and it's a big commitment? That, that's, that's a good question. Uh, of course, it also comes from us, where we're not acting like clowns or something like that, right. but it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's on a positive way, uh, asking, well, how can we assist you? Uh, and we're not telling them what to do. It's every time we ask, how can we so it really should that people start thinking about it and that they get the um the confidence that they can do things and and that's always what i said i, I would like to, to 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 help people to get to the next level of, of a level with which they never expected to reach so they can be proud and, that, and and then you come to a lot of this chemical stuff in your head you know what what happens in endorphine and uh, uh, all these kind of things that say well oh this is cool because i'm with a team that is fun and we achieve a goal and i can help help that person you know if if, if you keep the door open for somebody and somebody says thank you it gives you a good feeling sure well and all these kinds of things happen during those hundred days and of course 
you have this beautiful graph of denial and then go through the, 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 the trough and, and then go up again. Sure, but we'll help you. We'll help you through that. And it's more like, oh, management is not listening. Okay, we'll talk to management. You know, what's going on? And so we're the, the, the catalyst, more or less. Right. Um, we, we, we make a lot of, well, we make fun of each other, of, of ourselves. You know, like, oh, yeah, I know. Sorry for that and that sort of thing. So it's we also show them that it's not, um, they shouldn't be afraid to, to, to acknowledge mistakes. So it, it's a safe area. And the people say, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, who, can, who could help you? Well, I think, oh, okay, well, let's go for it, you know. So, but but that's true, you know, and, and um, people are always busy. You know, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we also tell them. I said, well, let's start with it. And it's, it's uh, the, the weekly call is no longer than an hour, a half an hour or an hour or something like that. Um, they should work with each other. The, the team captain is not really the guy who's doing everything, no. He's more or less the, the contact person for us. Uh, and and there and sometimes they don't have time for it. Okay, so how are you going to do it? Did you still achieve your goal? Well, I can catch up next week because I have less or more free time, and then I can catch up with that. Uh, at the same time, with management, we talk about okay, where can they uh, subscribe their 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 man hours they put in this program? You know, because you don't want to have a discussion. Where do I leave my? My time, where can I write my time? Yeah. That sort of thing. So so it's all has all be that everything has to be prepared to have more or less a flawless uh, thing happening. And and they're also proud about what they find out, you know, about the cash flow and about uh, uh, an engineering company making a lot of proposals and, and, and billability was really low. But they were more a tender machine or a proposal machine than they were doing their work. So we right. started, okay, what's your hit rate or win rate? And say, oh, yeah, 25%. All right, 75%. The cost of the 75% has to be earned back in the 25%. And, and, and then they made a list of the most successful and then a list of where to make the most margin. Completely different layout. And then we said, okay, and wh- what does your gut feeling say? Gut feeling? What do you mean, gut feeling? We said, well... You have a client you would like to work for, but you don't make much money with it. Or you work for a client you don't like, and you make a lot of money. And and that makes them think. You know, I said, oh, yeah. And if you made a lot of proposals for a client and he, he never you never got a, a, a contract from this client, maybe you should send in your manager. Go talk with him. You know, why why we're spending so much money or why we're making so much proposals we never get work from you. Are we doing something wrong? Are we... You know, that kind of things. And then you have this dialogue and people start understanding it much better. And then less proposals, less cost of sales, higher, uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, Hit rate. More, yeah, higher degree, more added value to your clients. The, 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 it's, it's, it's less hectic within the organization. So it really works from, from the beginning up to the end. It's like a wave that goes through your organization. And, and people enjoy it. You know, it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, now we know how it works. So it, it also gives them a feeling that they're more in control about their work. That's a, that's a really interesting point because that feeling, I, I think a lot of engineers, I think a lot of knowledge workers in particular, the, the projects and organizations are getting faster, bigger, harder. It, it, it's, it, and it would be very tough to feel anything more than kind of like, you're along for the ride. You, you, you know, 
you put your head down, you do what you got to do. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that lack of control is something I hear about an awful lot. Um, yeah. So, so that that's that's an interesting point. It's not not something I that had occurred to me before, but I, I could see that providing a lot of value for, uh, on an individual basis. Exactly, and and it, it's you know look at an engineering service company and they get a contract. Um, is the scope clear? Um, you know, what are the penalties? What is the payment schedule? Uh, all those kinds of, of things. You, you should have a clear kickoff meeting. And sometimes that, that doesn't happen. Oh, now we have to do this job because we're on the time pressure. Please spend some time with your team. Explain it to them, you know. And not only the risk, but what are the opportunities, mm. you know. And uh, we, we do this annual research about engineering companies, how they perform. Um, and you can find it on, the, on our website or on the Business Savvy Academy. Oh, great. Uh- that's perfect. And, and and we select a random of 25 engineering companies who go through the books. And then we see, and from our experience we have with these organizations and technical organizations, they say, well, we sell a project for with a margin of 12.5%. So let's say profit margin. At the end of the project, it's down to four. Hmm. So during the time of execution, they lose about 8%, 8 to 10%. Um, and we also show them that there's an upside. From they should go from twelve and a half to fifteen percent margin, and then they ask, "How come?" Well, there's always additional work. Right, Ch- change orders. Yeah, change orders, yeah, whatever sure. you know. And and engineers say, "Well, yeah, well, because of the relation of the of the client and the project." Now, you know, and at the end, and there we come back again to what I said in the the, the the project is perfect, but the financials are not so good. And then it's really hard to go back to your client and say, well, you know, we have an overrun and uh, this is an additional work, a bill of additional work. Your client will say, I don't know, you never addressed it. And and and, and that's difficult. So we say also clear scope. If there are any changes, discuss it with your client. He understands it. Uh, is it. Is it nice to have or is it really necessary? You know, he can still make the decision. Um, and And that makes everybody's life much more easier from the client side, from the engineer, but also as, as an organization that you really can say, okay, this is the margin. Well, we can expect this, not that it goes like this, something right. like that. And, 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 and also what we figured out is that there are engineering companies making uh, double digits, so more than 10% profit annually. It is possible, mm-hmm. but the majority is below 5%. And, and that's where I say, well, they're undervalued and underpaid, the engineers. Mm. Because how much can you do as an organization to say, hey, guys, new equipment or other things or do something extra or pay a better salary or that sort of things? And that is such a pity because engineers, they build the, the, the world of tomorrow. They add so much so much value. <clears throat> well, yeah, and, and this is this is the, the fundamental motivator for for me, for the work that I do uh, here on the show and my cult, my my consulting, my training is a- a- engineers are are doing phenomenally important work in the world, right? That this is we l- like you said we're we're creating this future and and to think that the organizations that we work within are, are not as healthy as they could be, meaning you can't do the work you might otherwise be able to do in a healthy organization is is. Uh, well, gosh, like that—that's—that's that's bad for the world. That's bad for the planet. Mm. We we have we have enormous challenges in the world today exactly. that 
engineers could be uh, doing more to help uh, if if only supported by stronger, healthier organizations. So I, I, I'm really glad you, you touched on that, Duncan. Yeah. Um, th- th- this has been super, super interesting, and I'm, I'm really glad to to have had you on the show uh, today. This is this is great. I think you've made a a solid case for the value of of training engineers and and frankly uh, all frontline staff uh, to mm. better understand what's going on under the hood. If there's an, an organization out there who would like to learn more, like to work with the Business Savvy Academy, what what might they do? How could they how could they initiate uh, those first steps? Well, just send me an email or give me a call, uh, and we have a free or open discussion. Okay, well, what would you like to achieve? What have you What have you already done? I'll I'll talk about again about the program what we achieved uh, and and maybe just to, to give an idea and, and that's one of my favorites to say how we did a challenge with a cash flow issue that we were with a company and um, uh, they figured out that every month they were sending out the, the invoices but uh, the DSO days or days DRO days receivables outstanding mm-hmm. was about ninety days to hundred days. Okay. Um, so it was a long time, and and, and the, the 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 financial department every time at the end of the month they were stressed because they had sent out all the invoices and blah blah blah. Things went wrong, of course, because clients said, "Well, this is not correct." Back up, and there it goes again, another month, and that sort of things. And then we we spoke with the team, and they figured out, "Oh, we don't have to wait till the end of the month to send the invoice. We can do it whenever we want to, as long as the contract allows us right. to do it." Okay, well, let's start a program. And they had a, a sales of 10 million the year before. Um, they made 400,000 on profit. And uh, so they started improving the cash flow. And, and what they did is they made the, uh, the cookie jar project, they called it. Okay. So they had a, a, a baking plate with uh, plastic cookies on it with magnets, you know, and they put on the, the project numbers. Oh, okay. On the baking All right. plate. You know, no names, but just the project numbers. And everybody knew which, which, what project it was. At the end of the month, all the plastic cookies should be in the cookie jar. So your 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 cookie shouldn't be on the baking plate because that, <laughs> mm, that was wrong. Uh-huh. Um, they even went a step further and they made really fresh cookies every month. So when you were on time, you got a fresh cookie. You were too late, you got an old cookie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Here you go. You're already laughing. So there's a lot of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And, and why not? Why not? It can, it can be made to be fun. Exactly. So what, what happened is that from the 90, I, I don't know how many days it was, but we reduced it with, with 50% or improved it by 50%. So the days outstanding really improved by, by, by 50%. And if you calculated what how much money we got in that year more, that was the same as the profit of last year. So just by doing their, their, their invoicing on a proper way without stress every time of the month that they could send out an invoice in a correct way with the correct numbers on it, blah, 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 mm. no stress and the cash flow improved tremendously. And they had fun. And they had fun because there was a cookie jar and they had cut fresh cookies or old cookies. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm prepared to, uh, to hire you myself if I think it's, it's <laughs> going to bring in 
cookies. I, I think this is. <laughs> I think this is great, uh, Duncan. This has been an absolute blast. I, I really appreciate it. And I'll I'll be sure to put all uh, uh, links in the show notes to uh, everything you mentioned. Make it easy to reach out, uh, Mr. Duncan Oivar. Thank you very very much for being with me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Beth. Thank you for giving the opportunity to, to tell about our program. You bet. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you once again, Mr. Oivar. That was a, a fascinating conversation. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I love that idea of the, the cookie jar at the end. It uh, j- just goes to show there's a lot you can do to make uh, work fun and make business fun if you, you put some thought toward it. There are a few things that really stood out to me when I uh, listened to this over again after the fact. And the first was that being business savvy is something that can benefit you both personally and professionally. It's not just it's not just about work. The way you think about the financials of an organization, even if that organization is your own little family, uh, can be profoundly impactful. It's it's just plain good to have a, a sense for the dollars and cents of whatever organization you are working in. The other thing that I really liked that Duncan highlighted here is is the importance of celebrating success. See, they've got this whole program that is geared towards improving the the business, improving the organization, showing really concrete results. Um, and and in a lot of ways, it would be tempting to say, well, that that is its own reward. That's good for everyone, and that is the pat on the back to see. The, the concrete, the tangible results. But Duncan really emphasized the importance of, of pausing and really celebrating those successes and, and even investing a little bit of money into that. It's worth it. It's worth having that that clear punctuation mark at the end of an effort, regardless of what that effort is. And, and, and that's what got me thinking because I, I feel like it's so easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day uh, work of what we do, no matter what it is we do, and whenever you finish one task, there's 10 more that need to be addressed. Whenever you finish one project, it's likely that a couple others ha- have slid in the background. And it's very hard to find the time to pause and celebrate those successes. So you have to make the time. And ultimately, I believe that that falls to the leader to make sure that that time is protected or created. So thank you once again, Duncan. That was that was an awful lot of fun. Um, again, all the links that were mentioned uh, related to the uh, the Business Savvy Academy and the Culture Scan that that's all in the show notes. So so do check that out if you'd like to learn more. Next up, we've got the Engineering and Leadership Mailbag. Well, my friends, you know how this works. This is the part of the show where I read your messages and answer your questions. I promise to read absolutely everything you send me, and I promise to read my favorites right here on the podcast. First of all, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who sent congratulatory messages. I got messages from people all over the world uh, congratulating me on the launch of the business, the the engineering and leadership project. It's really, really cool. The the response has been phenomenal. So uh, too many people reached out for me to mention here, but uh, just know that I really appreciate that. That's super motivating. And it's great to know that, that there's this cadre of people in, in my corner. It's really, really cool. So thanks so much. The next message I wanted to share was from the team over at Colab Software, 
who had a, a brilliant meme about the importance of capturing lessons learned in a way that people can actually find them later on. There's this uh, awesome Simpsons meme that that I think <laughs> you, you, you've got to see it, and I'll put a link in the show notes. It really sums up the the trouble that there is with lessons learned if you are able to capture them if you can't find them after the fact you might as well not not have i commented on this this post and 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 they replied and one of the things that they said i thought was really important was collective knowledge is too valuable to let it live only in people's heads and that's that's so true because within an organization of any size you don't necessarily know whose head the information is stuck in and if that person happens to leave the organization which is a normal and natural thing to have happen that knowledge walks out the door as well. So capturing lessons learned, making them available to the organization as a whole so that you don't repeat those same mistakes or you can take advantage of what was learned is super, super important. You can learn more about Colab's work at collabsoftware.com. And like I said, you can see that, that Simpsons meme by visiting the show notes. Finally, I wanted to give a shout out to a few folks who came out to the webinar that Jeff Perry and I had last week. Uh, Sal, Suresh, Stefan, and Hendry, there were lots of people came out, but uh, these these folks were super engaged. Really, they delivered, I think, as much value as, as Jeff or I did, just with their experiences and, and what they shared with the group. So uh, I just wanted to say, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you coming out and, and sharing what you did. Um, I'll also take this moment to say that the webinars that uh, I've been doing over the last little while have been just awesome. All the people who've come out have been super engaged. So do keep your eyes out for future webinars. We're definitely going to be doing more of those. Thanks again to all those who reached out. If you'd like to chat or leave a comment, please do. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and on Facebook, or you can leave a comment in the episode show notes. That's all the time we have for the show today, but I'll be back next week with a new episode, which will feature Ralph Specht on his mission to make soulless companies a thing of the past. Don't forget, we've got that webinar coming up on January 26th on strategies for becoming an effective engineering manager. And another reminder about that quick favor that if you could spend a minute, that would be awesome to fill out this two-question survey on this, uh, this productivity course for engineering managers that I'll be releasing soon. Again, links to both of those will be in the show notes, engineeringandleadership.com slash episode 44. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and please leave an honest review to let me know what you thought of today's episode. Both those things help provide me feedback to make the show better and help others find the show as well. For more information and links to the resources mentioned today, just go to the show notes. Again, engineeringandleadership.com slash episode 44. Until next time, this is Pat Sweet reminding you that if you're going to be anything, be excellent. You've been listening to the Engineering and Leadership Podcast with Pat Sweet. To learn more about the Engineering and Leadership Project, including other podcasts, articles, free resources, courses, consulting, and much, much more, just go to engineeringandleadership.com. That's engineeringandleadership.com.